Welcome to Present Company, the Netflix podcast that brings you dynamic conversations with exceptional people behind your favorite series, films, documentaries, and specials. I'm your host, Krista Smith. For years, I was Vanity Fair's ambassador to Hollywood, interviewing countless actors as well as creatives and authorities across the spectrum. My passion is talent, any form of it. How do you know you have it? How do you cultivate it? How do you protect it? And also, I want to get to the heart of what drives it. On this podcast, I'll be talking to people in Hollywood and far beyond. Thank you for joining me. In today's episode, you'll hear my interview with actress, producer, philanthropist, and author of the forthcoming memoir, Unfinished, Priyanka Chopra Jonas. Priyanka has had one of the most extraordinary career arcs I can think of. Having established herself as a hugely successful and acclaimed star in the Indian film industry, she turned her sights on Hollywood and became the first Indian-born actor ever to lead an American TV series, ABC's Quantico. Now, in her latest feature film, The White Tiger, written and directed by Ramin Barani and based on the novel by Arvind Adiga, Priyanka delivers a visceral, arresting performance as Pinky Madam, as you can hear in this clip from the film. Come here. Madam, I'm really sorry, madam. I'll stop. It's fine. Sit. I'll stop sit. eating pan, madam. No. No, that's not what I'm... Just sit down. I think it's wrong the way you work for us. You should be finishing your education, starting your own family. Asok, sir, and you are family to me, madam. Don't say that. That's not true, Balram. Really, madam? No, you can't possibly believe that. Do you know what my parents do in America? They run this shitty little bottega in Jackson Heights, selling beer, pan, and porn. I used to do my homework in the basement. One night, I saw my mom being held at gunpoint, and she still finished working the entire night. I got out, Balram. What is it that you want to do? This film had such a profound effect on me. The timelessness of its themes, the complexity of its characters. It's a story that holds you in its grip and stays with you long after the credits roll. Priyanka called into the show from London. You'll hear the city's birds chirping away in the background. And I began by asking her to take me back to how she first got involved with the White Tiger. Tell me about your your journey in getting to be in this movie and then produce this movie. Uh, just like, how did it all come about? Well, it's a funny story because I was just, as I do in the morning, you know, checking out Twitter, what's happening. And I, I read on one of the trade magazines that The White Tiger was being adapted for the movie by Netflix. And I just sat up because I remember the profound effect this, this book had had on me. Um, about almost a decade and something ago. Um, and I was like, oh my gosh, uh, I have to be a part of it. And I know that, you know, Pinky's part, at least in the book, was, you know, sort of like a voyeuristic view of this person from Balram's perspective. But, um, I mean, as you've seen the movie, it's adapted quite a bit. But um, I just, I knew that I had to be a part of this movie somehow. Um, I knew that Ramin making this movie was amazing because the book is literally dedicated to him. And so I just knew that everything was coming together right. Um, so I called my 
agents and I said, would you guys offer my services to them as Pinky and um, as executive producer? Because I really feel very compelled to, especially in Hollywood, in um, in Western entertainment uh, or global entertainment to really, you know, champion stories from South Asia. That's as a producer, that's my quest. Um, as an actor, it's my quest. Uh, it's not been the easiest for me when I pivoted coming from India to to the U.S. and finding, you know, um, non-stereotypical parts. It was a, it was a it was a fight, you know, to be mm-hmm. able to say that I don't always want to do um, my big fat Punjabi wedding and. Um, I want to be able to play parts that are not defined just by necessarily where I come from. Um, and I was really proud of Quantico for a big many reasons, but this one being one of them, that even though I played an Indian-American, you know, um, it was I was just a girl saving New York in every episode. <laughs> <laughs> and and um, so I really, like, want to be able to champion South Asian stories. I feel like there's massive representation that is required, um, you know, for South Asians, com- considering um, if you look around us in the U.S., you know, the, the country's full of immigrants from so many different parts of the world. But when you look at entertainment, um, you know, that's not reflected in, in global entertainment. So I was really thrilled that this movie was being made. I was, I was really excited about the, how, how it moved me so much. You know, a fictional story in Arvind Adiga's world, in in about this one man who just you know pushes himself out of the circumstances that he was born in and i related to that so much i'm i'm someone who's always wanted to evolve always wanted to grow i'm very ambitious and i remember when i read the book that sort of really moved me it was his ambition and his deep seated desire to just keep becoming better i met ramin he was very kind to take a meeting with me i met him in um, mumbai then, um, you know, I, I met him again in L.A. I auditioned with him. We did the scene a couple of times. He did the scene with me, in fact, and we just kind of played a little bit um, and found sort of what Pinky's character would be. He's very, um, he gives a lot of freedom to his actors and it was such mm-hmm. an amazingly immersive experience for me and I was craving that anyway. Um, but it was amazing to just like go into a scene and say, what if I try this? And and just, um, you know, improv a lot with him. He was a great partner to do that with and really gave a lot of faith to his actors. So um, that's how it sort of happened. <laughs> Priyanka, do you remember what the audition scene was? Yeah, of what course, was the one he... with Balram. It was with where Balram, I tell right. him the, Where I tell him to, you know, what does he want to do, what his aspirations oh, I are. I want to talk about that scene because the pivot in that scene was incredible. To me, it's like that's the heart of the film. That's like the turning point in the movie for me. How was it working with, with him as an actor? Because this is his first big role, right? It's his first big part, yeah. definitely. Um, but Adarsh was made to play the White Tiger. I mean, from the time he came in, uh, the first time that I met him at the table read to um, just seeing his work through the movie. Like, you know, you do work in your life that, that is sort of definitive of the, you know, the, the legacy that you will hold. And um, I think this is going to be a big part of Adarsh's legacy. He's a phenomenal actor, but he really came into his own in this one. Um, and that scene... To me, I think you're right. I think it's a very pivotal point in the movie because I think it's probably 
one of the first times that um, Balram was told that he needs to think about himself and not just service and that he is also a human being that can have desires. When she asks him and she relates with him saying, listen, I don't come from privilege either. My mom was, you know, my parents worked at a bodega. I studied in the basement and my mom had to go back to work even after someone held her at gunpoint. So I pushed myself out of that circumstance too. And she uses herself as an example to level with him and say, what do you want to do? You have to think about, you should be whatever, you know, finishing your education or starting whatever your thing is. Um, And to not, you know, your whole life doesn't need to be dedicated to the service of people. It can be a job. It doesn't have to be your life. American audiences came to know you obviously through Quantico. And in India... You've had so much success and acclaim. You've done like 60 films. I I can't even actually articulate your popularity and what you mean to people in India. Yet, despite all that success and the status and power that brings, you take on a role like this one that's supporting because you're so passionate about it. Can you tell me about that? I've done um, about 60 movies. You're right. Um, But I... And... The kinds of parts that I've played have ranged from genres to screen time to supporting to leading to, you know, antagonist to protagonist to all kinds of things. And um, I've always been a believer that there are no small parts. There are just small actors and I'm definitely not one of them. So attaching myself to this movie was to me a great joy. But and i the i don't bring the baggage of my individual achievements into the characters that i play the characters that i play are their own people and i choose and pick and curate the roles that i i do um very closely because i have to be extremely inspired to be on a set um and that's when I do my best work. And I also very, um, I recognize very acutely that just because I've had a prolific career in uh, one of the largest movie industries in the world in another part of the world doesn't mean that I come with that kind of entitlement um, when I'm starting my career literally all over again um, in another part of the world, which is what I did with Quantico. It was my mm-hmm. first acting job in the US and it was just a few years ago. So... You know, I'm giving myself the time to build and I'm trying, I'm picking and choosing the kind of work that I'm doing in the U.S. Um, and, um, you know, really building the the body of work that I've had the good fortune of being able to build in India. I want to be able to do that in global entertainment as well. So I'd like for a little bit of time. <laughs> <laughs> it speaks volumes about you as a person and your character and your perseverance that you can have this kind of fame and success and yet you know the desire to 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 come back to America really because it's you've had such an interesting upbringing in that as a teenager you spent formidable years in places that most Americans have never been I mean Cedar <laughs> Rapids <laughs> I mean I, I'm from Colorado so I actually have driven through Cedar Rapids but um, it, you know it's just such a unique thing and and it takes a great humility, but yet at the same time, a tremendous amount of confidence. And I'm kind of curious, where does where does that confidence come from that's matched by that kind of 
drive? I think, um, first of all, thank you. You're very kind. And <laughs> I do think um, a lot of everything that drives me comes from a place of confidence. And that I have to give credit to my upbringing. My parents raised me from when I was, when I could say my first word, they raised me in an environment in our home where my opinions mattered, where I was never told, don't do this because I said so. I was given a reason. I was always made to think about uh, myself as a thinking person. And um, my, my dad and my mom really encouraged that. They encouraged my sense of adventure. They encouraged my sense of um you know, um, desires to try different things. I moved to America to live with my aunt and uncle when I was 12 years old, and it was my decision. I told my parents I want to live here with my cousins and go to school in the U.S. while they were in India, and they never laughed at my ideas. So, you know, when you raise a child with a sense of self, you sort of don't feel afraid of failure, and that really lent... Um, I think that sort of spirit really... Um, pushed me into not being afraid of trying new things. And the second thing I think, um, I tasted failure at a very young age in my life, you know, when my movies weren't do we doing well, I was kicked out of movies when I first started because, you know, I didn't know the right people and I, everything I learned was on the job. So I think I learned very quickly and very early in my life that nothing can substitute good work. If you can be as popular as you want, you can be as successful as you want, um, you know, but today's news is tomorrow's trash. And to be relevant, you have to be relevant in the work that you do um, and in consistently and in the moment. So and no one can always know everything. So I, I, I try to be a student of life. I listen. I observe. I teach myself new things as I'm going along. I became a producer just about four or five years ago. Um, and I had to teach myself the in and out of that job as well. Um, so, you know, I think I'm just willing to be a student of life. And that gives me the ability and the flexibility to try a lot of new things. And how, how, what was the motivation to become a producer? Because you have your own production company and you do your own um, uh, projects. What what was that that made you want to then also add that to, to your dossier, to your resume to, to try? Well, it was actually really funny. Um, I always wanted to get into filmmaking somehow, but I I was trying to figure it out after having so much experience now, almost 20 years of being in the entertainment business. I wanted to definitely pivot into, um, you know, and I find business very fascinating. So, but it was my mom when I turned 30. It was really funny, actually. Now, in retrospect, when I turned 30, she was like, oh, at the ripe old age of 30, you're going to stop getting work as an actress because they just have to be younger and younger. So you need to think about plan B. And I have to <laughs> say, that's the reason why I was like, oh, she's right. What if I stop getting work as an actor? Um, female actor specifically mm -hmm. because same rules don't apply to the guys very often right. um, I started my company but I focused on movies that actually didn't uh, star me or um, I didn't want my company to rest on my laurels as an actor because I wanted to be outside of me so I started focusing on regional movies in India which are not non-Hindi language non-Bollywood um, 
um, the localized industries, Marathi and uh, Punjabi. And I started doing movies there. Then my acting career sort of moved to America with Quantico and all the other movies that I was doing here that I decided to bring the company here. And now I have a first look deal with Amazon uh, for TV content. I have a second look deal with CBS Viacom. Um, and we're creating a whole bunch of really amazing um movies and you know tv shows that are going to be announced next year i mean the white tigers one of them that i'm executive producing but at the same time doing a movie with mindy kaling um which you know we're both producing together that should be sometime next year and um a couple of others which are at the moment in development but very very exciting well you you certainly in in white tiger show uh American audiences will will see the the kind of range and depth you have as as an actress. What what do you still want to achieve for you? Oh my gosh, that's a loaded question. <laughs> Sorry, um, so much. I want to achieve legacy. You know, I mm. want to um, be remembered um, when people talk about contribution to cinema um and that's the kind of work i want to do i want to be taken seriously for my craft i want to um be you know um i want to be taken seriously for the artist that i am and the voice that i uh i want to bring to the entertainment that i create as an actor as a producer or even as a writer um you know i just i want to keep pushing the envelope and having a point of view in in the work that i do mm Let's talk about your philanthropy also, because as well as being an actress, you also give so much back. And you've been working with UNICEF. And I know in your uh, I was reading about the stuff that you do with a tech startup with with helping um, certainly with females and coding and uh, a lot of energy centered around the betterment of of girls and, and to provide more opportunities for young women. Well, the way I see it, um, that was sort of inculcated in me again at a very young age. My parents had a very philanthropic sense, um, which was not even sort of seen as a special thing that you're doing. It sort of was just a duty. Um, My parents had their own little local hospital in Bareilly and they used to always have free beds uh, for anyone who came in um, and couldn't afford treatment. You know, my parents would do um, free medical camps into villages just for free treatment, just for people who couldn't afford it. Um, You know, education, supporting, uh, you know, kids in our community. So I I was raised sort of with that temperament, um, you know, um, and when I became Miss World at like 17, suddenly I saw the power of influence in a big way. Um, I was thrown into this pageant world. I won it. And I was like, oh my gosh, now there are all of these people that are writing what I'm saying. So I better have something important to say. And at that time, when my trajectory in the entertainment business was just about starting, I really focused my mind on being able to use the platform that I was given. I took my social responsibility very seriously to put this platform to good use by making sure I take out time from every year of my life to make sure that I 
take this this spotlight that's been put on me and spotlight things that require attention and every year i've sort of d- developed and um decided what i want to sort of help showcase because eventually that's what i can do as a as a public person i think you know fortunately or unfortunately the consumption or, of news with my name on it is a lot more than more of the important causes that exist in the world and so i become like a conduit um to uh and me and i by that i mean you know uh public people that come into philanthropy we become conduits of you know taking this message far and wide so that there's attention brought on to something that requires attention um and i hope to be able to continue to give back um for as long as i can in men mm-hmm. in every different way that i can it's very um inspirational your work that that you've done and i will say on that note, I watched your YouTube show, and you have a job as an interviewer as well. So <laughs> you could be doing <laughs> my job right now. I was. I like, do enjoy that though. I was I like, might come and shadow you someday, even if I have to play a part at it. <laughs> I was like, damn, she's good. Total, total natural, and you you are such a good listener. Um, what are the other things I I want to ask you about uh, before I let you go? Is you you talk about ambition, and it was another thing I read about. Um, now you've been married two years, right? Am I right about yes. that anniversary? Right. So congratulations. But Thank you. you had said like one of the things that that really um, you loved about uh, Nick and initially is that he loved your ambition. He said to you, I love your ambition. And, you know, that's not something that women generally hear a lot. <laughs> uh, I hate to say that, but I still think it's true. It's true. Uh have how is it as a as a couple and obviously he comes with his own um he may be may or may not be my favorite Jonas Brothers don't tell anybody else but um obviously you guys are a you know a supernova so how are how do you manage your um ambition together oh it's so inspiring to come back home after a day of work and be able to discuss that with someone and have them give you insight that makes the next day better that's the kind of partnership Nick and I have is we have very individual careers and we have the freedom as artists to be able to discuss that with each other and say you know I was thinking about this idea and then I riff with him and I was like oh I'm stuck on this scene or he'd be like what if we think about it this way and it just makes both of us better and it's there's such a freedom in being able to have you know um a partner that is invested in you professionally as well in a way you know and for your betterment and i think we both really have found that with each other which which is a wonderful wonderful thing mm, that's beautiful i can't wait to see um what else comes from that relationship too what you guys do together when you join forces uh, well let's just say we've joined forces and you'll find out very soon on what <laughs> okay <laughs> Okay, good. Um, also, so my final question about uh, the White Tiger is: it feels the film feels so global. It feels like it's got this involves so much, obviously, of the human psyche, and like you were saying about you know coming from nothing and changing your perspective and changing the course and the narrative of your own life and and what cost that it takes to do that. What what do you hope that like audiences get from this film i hope this movie provokes people's minds i hope it it creates a conversation on the dinner table after you finish it i hope it makes you think about um 
life and humanity um, the next day. I, I hope it um, is interesting storytelling, which keeps you at the edge of your seat because it, it, it actually is a thriller in itself in my mm-hmm. head as well. It really, like, you don't know where the story is going to pivot. And that's what I loved about the book, too. It was a page turner. I couldn't put it down. And the movie reflects that tremendously. It's so entertaining. You know, you're, like, at the edge of your seat. You don't know what's going to happen next. And I love watching movies like that. So I hope that outside of the takeaway that this this touches upon, you know, really sensitive, interesting, provocative um notions and ideas but at the same time i think it's a really great piece of um storytelling which is it's very um it sort of captures your imagination when you're watching it i feel that way and i hope that it does it to the audiences that watch it too well i'm so glad priyanka that you came to america and then went back and came back to us <laughs> and i'm really glad to be here <laughs> and uh, and good luck with all of um, I understand you're doing a movie and you're shooting two things at the same time so um, good luck with all of that and I really appreciate uh, your time so thank oh, you thank you so much you're so kind thanks so much for joining me The White Tiger is streaming now on Netflix please subscribe rate and review this podcast wherever you've been listening you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Krista Smith Join me next time for more meaningful conversations here at Present Company.